Hey everybody, it's Matt Shu from Upright Health and welcome back to the Upright Health Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be getting personal because pain is personal, training is personal, and the work that we do here at Upright Health is born out of deep personal experiences with pain and with training. So today we're going to be talking about my biggest struggle with chronic pain. It was the thing that um, kept me in pain for long periods of time um, and still can show up in my life and make it difficult for me to address areas of my body that from time to time get painful or um, that get my attention. And we're also going to talk about what I do mentally to overcome that problem so that it doesn't consistently ruin my life. So with that, let's jump in to today's episode. Okay, so we are talking about my biggest struggle with chronic pain. And for me, um, the area where this has shown up the most is with my hips. Uh, a lot of people who follow us have found Upright Health because of hip pain and other you know, hip mobility problems. So I know a lot of you out there can relate. When I was in my mid-20s, my hip pain got pretty bad. Um, I had been teaching English in Japan um, for about a year and a half before I came back to the United States. And I'd done a lot of sitting, sitting on trains, sitting in a chair. It wasn't painful that much in Japan for my hips, but my feet did actually start hurting a lot. I was wearing um, uh, dress shoes that had a slight heel that looked really great, but um, also ended up doing some things to my hips and sleeping on the floor in Japan on a um, more traditional futon, like a thin futon cushion on the floor, also contributed to some of my eventual hip issues. So once I was back in the US, uh, my hips just kind of got worse and worse and worse. And they actually got really bad after I spent a um, couple months sitting in a chair that was, uh, that had a kind of a reclined seat. So uh, <clears throat> when you think of the seat, like in your car, a lot of times, It'll be a similar reclined position with the, uh, the actual seat portion. So you, when you sit into the chair, you actually sink back so your hips drop lower than your knees. That's basically the way this chair was set up. And I would sit at the very edge of this seat when I was working on my laptop, which would force me to really fire up a bunch of muscles in my hips to stay sitting upright. And... It was also a hard seat, and it seems like, in hindsight, that it crushed the muscles um, on the bottom of my pelvis, so the hamstrings in, particularly, in particular got crushed uh, every time I was sitting and working on that uh, chair. So all of this culminated in some pretty severe hip pain to the point where sitting was uncomfortable, standing was uncomfortable, and Trying to run was basically impossible. My, my hips felt wrong and then my knees felt really weak. And 
eventually it was at the point where like all this constant pain and aching made me really tired all the time. I just felt like oh, I just need to rest. I need to sleep and maybe this will all get better. And this was really tough. This was the biggest struggle for me. Um, it was the biggest thing for me to kind of see through as, um, as a hurdle to future progress because I, I felt like I just needed rest, right? My body was just saying, hey, something's not right, something's not right. And it was really, really draining. My, my energy levels were so low and it felt like, well, if I just could sleep right now, you know, it'll be like 2 p.m. Um, if I could just sleep right now, maybe my hips would feel better, right? I would wake up, I'd have more energy, maybe I could do something to make my hips feel better. And uh, it took me a long time to figure out that this strategy didn't work. So I, I would go and lie down and wake up and I would feel my hips hurting worse. And then I'd think, well, maybe if I slept more, but at that point I, I can't sleep more. And also I found that lying down on my side often was painful, right? So lying on my side, just the tenderness of my hips um, of the, of the uh, greater trochanter, the bony portion that sticks out that we often refer to as the hip joint. It's not actually hip, the hip joint, but just part of your thigh bone. Um, that part was really, really tender. So just lying in bed would just feel terrible. Lying on my side on the floor would feel really terrible. Every time I'd rest, this would all just get worse. And eventually I had to realize that the, that the rest that that signal that my body was giving me of like, hey, we're really low on energy here. I couldn't just accept that face value and act upon. Every time I just rested, my body would get worse. Um, and I haven't even mentioned what all this would do to my shoulder, which was its own set of problems, right? But um, just briefly, my right shoulder had a long history at that point of of subluxing, of just being really loose and sloppy. And so lying on my right side, the shoulder would kind of clunk and shift and grind. So every time I'd lie down, problem. Now, <clears throat> eventually I realized rest is not the solution to this. And I started replacing the instinct to rest with a conscious decision to do some kind of proactive movement for my hips. It had, it didn't have to be the same thing every time, but it had to be something. And what I ended up doing was saying, okay, anytime I feel tired, let me choose two, three, four exercises, maybe just one exercise, just choose something that I know and see how it feels after. So, I remember actually really clearly I was living in San Francisco in a, an apartment with a friend and, and a roommate that we found on Craigslist, who was also very nice. And uh, I remember very clearly just being on the floor with my foot on the wall and stretching my uh, hips in basically like a modified pigeon stretch lying on your back to stretch out my glutes. And I remember so clearly coming out of that stretch once and thinking, wow, I can't believe how much better that makes me feel and how much more energy that gives me. It's like 
it's like the the drain that's normally there has been taken away. What I, I what I've seen pretty consistently for people over the years is when you have that constant chronic pain somewhere in your body, it saps your mental energy, it saps your physical energy. And when you can find something that actually addresses that, the result is amazing. I mean, it's literally amazing. Uh, and I love seeing it happen for other people. Um, you know, sometimes it's not as quick, but I love seeing it. Um, just the other day, um, one of our clients who's been working with us for a little over a year now, I think, um, he's been working with Vincent for the last few months and I hadn't seen him in several months. And uh, I saw him during a session with Vincent and he was looking obviously more muscular and you could see in his eyes that he had more life in him and that was just um, the most satisfying thing to see it's one of the most amazing parts of what we do and it's one of the most satisfying parts of what we do just seeing somebody's um, energy come back seeing their life come back in their eyes is, is really special so the key takeaway there, in case you missed it, is if you are feeling like, oh man, all I gotta do is rest, I just need to rest. And if you keep finding yourself reverting to a strategy that is clearly not helping, then you need to make a habit of replacing that instinct with something different, something proactive, something that gives you some agency in the process. If you choose a belief structure that says, my body will only get better if I don't move it anymore, you will only get better at one thing, not moving anymore. That is where things go wrong in the modern medical system when dealing with chronic pain. And it's something that you, as the guardian of your own body, should avoid. You need to move towards the direction of more movement in a gradual, careful, patient, and persistent way. So the next time you hear your body say, no, 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 let's not move, you need to replace that with, how can we move? What's a way we can move that will make the body feel better? And I know I've covered this in, in previous podcast episodes and also in, in uh, our YouTube videos, but it's important that you do this mindfully. Don't just throw yourself at high intensity workouts or CrossFit workouts or boot camp workouts because that's a kind of movement. You want to pick healthy movements that are appropriate for you. So if you are somebody who's dealing with chronic pain all the time, you probably shouldn't be approaching workouts that are crazy intense because you have a lot more fundamental work to do before you approach anything like that. So in summary, the biggest struggle I've seen for myself and often in other people is this internal desire to just rest and relax. And the solution is to use your brain, 
replace it, replace that thought, replace that, that, that desire, replace that with a habit that puts you in motion. If you need ideas to help you move better, move gradually, be sure to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash upright health. We also have do-it-yourself programs where you can train at home on your own. You will find the full collection at uprighthealth.com slash D-I-Y, as in do-it-yourself. And if you've got any comments you'd like to leave us, you can always drop us comments on our YouTube videos. You could send us emails if you'd like, though I can't promise we will answer every single one. We do read them. If you like this show, please rate it wherever you are listening to it. So whether that's Spotify or Stitcher or you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a review, subscribe wherever you can, and share the podcast with others so that you can help the world see pain in a different way so you can help others think right, move right, and feel right. That's it for today's episode, and I hope you always remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't. Thank you.